Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Farah, who's a content marketing specialist and all-round marketing genius. How are you doing, Farah? I'm very good. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me on the show. You're very welcome. Farah, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your career to date, please? Yeah, absolutely. So you might be able to hear from the accent that I am South African. So I started off living my whole life in South Africa and been in Ireland about five years now with a couple of years in the UK before that. I actually had a bit of an unorthodox start to my career, you could say. Um, I did a microbiology degree in university, always had the intentions of working within the sciences. But when I finished my degree, I just didn't want to go into postgrad qualifications. So I went off and decided I want to work in something media related just for one year, see how I get on and then decide if I actually want to go back into the sciences or stay within um, that kind of career area. So I ended up working for a TV show in Cape Town, which was a morning breakfast kind of lifestyle TV show, worked in, in digital media and in production for that show for three years. And it's kind of difficult to describe an experience of working in live TV. I always say to people, I'll never be stressed about anything ever again because it is so high pressure. It is such a fast paced environment, but it was an amazing way to kind of get started in digital and um, I looked after social media and website for them and just kind of get exposure to all these different um, sides of marketing. Um, and thereafter, I moved to London and I worked in the online casino industry for a couple of years. So I was staying within entertainment, but obviously it's a totally different sector. It's a slightly different audience. So, again, really started to kind of develop um, kind of more writing skills. You know, I was doing email marketing and website content and we do SMS marketing and all sorts of kind of different things within that space. And then I moved to Ireland, uh, yeah, about five years ago now. And I was working for Brown Thomas and Arnott's in the e-commerce department for four years. Um, again, just a, a really different industry. It was all luxury retail. So the way you speak to those kinds of customers is really different to what I was used to. But again, really developed the kind of content marketing skills in things like email, especially and um, website content and kind of everything that went along with that. And then the past two years or so, I've been working in professional education, which again was a huge jump to a different industry for me because the way you speak to a professional education customer is totally different to the way you might speak to an online casino customer or luxury retail customer or anyone that I've ever dealt with before. So it was a big challenge at first, but I really developed a huge array of new skills doing that, things like webinars and all sorts of different virtual events and that sort of thing. So it's been an interesting 10 years, uh, worked in a couple of different industries, but it's always really been content that I've been really focused on. And um, focusing on kind of your best moments, because you've done loads in your career, so I'm guessing there's several, but um, is there any kind of campaigns that you're really proud of or you feel you've made really successful because of your impact? Absolutely. I think that... Um... I'd like to talk a little bit about the webinars campaign that I ran in my previous company in professional education. 
it was just something that kind of took off as an idea during COVID, you know, during 2021, when we were all still in lockdown and no one could attend in-person events, we said, let's run a couple of webinars. And we did it over the summer in 2021. And it was just kind of unprecedented in terms of the amount of people who were interested in these sorts of things. We chose a topic. I think our first one was on remote working uh, or remote leadership. And we had about 1600 people sign up to attend that virtual event and for the size of the company that we are or that we were um it was it was just a huge amount of people and we never expected it to get anywhere near that and so we kept on doing these webinars and we found different topics and kind of different uses for them in terms of content and in terms of sales and marketing and it was such an amazing project to be part of and so I've actually just you know run the whole thing myself um, I think that the kind of live TV background helped me with those kind of events. It is obviously a little bit lower stakes um, when it's 1,600 people and not a million people that are on the other side, but it's similar enough in terms of it's a it's high pressure, unexpected things happen, you have technical glitches, and, you know, I once had a speaker for a webinar, just had her laptop crash as she was about to start speaking, and there I was kind of having to entertain the 600 people on the other side of the webinar for about 15 minutes so she could get her computer restarted. So um, I think that I was able to apply my previous skills to something that was totally brand new, but it was really successful in a way that we didn't expect at all. Love it. And like, what was the kind of impact at the end of that? Did, how did you, how did the company grow as a result? Well, we absolutely started kind of using webinars as a lead gen tool. So um, in the company that I worked for, we were largely a lead gen business. So we would get people into the system and then we'd pass them over to our sales team. They would consult with them and, you know, see what's best professional course for them, what they're interested in. And we did a lot of work with things like paid search and paid social and SEO, but we hadn't really used content as a lead gen tool up to that point. But we were actually able to bring in so many different people who might not have known who we were before, but they were discovering us through these webinars. And then we were able to kind of shift track and start using the events as a bit more of a, a sales tool. So we could get in lecturers to talk about their course. So we could get in people who'd done the course before to kind of give testimonials to prospective students, that sort of thing. So we were able to you know, bring people in through these content focused events and then bring them along to a different event where our focus was a little bit different and, and we were just serving them with something else that kind of was a means to an end, which was eventually getting them to sign up for a course with us. So it was a great sales and marketing tool in the end. Love it. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of shows that you've kind of identified because let's face it, webinars became very popular during the pandemic or like since the pandemic it, it did help people get used to that kind of format and obviously you know most businesses operated zoom and, and platforms like that during that time um so i can see how capitalizing it really worked um and is is there any other campaigns or work that you're really proud of that might have been a different kind of skill set absolutely so i still think email marketing is really important so Almost every role I've ever worked in has had quite a strong focus on email, you know, because it's kind of, it's unobtrusive, but it's a great sales driver um, from a commercial perspective. So when I was working for Brown, Thomas and Arnott's, we used to run our big sale events a couple of times a year. And 
all we needed to do was when it was the last day of the sale, we sent out an email to our full database and it was so simple. It would just have a little countdown timer timing down to midnight and saying, you know, sale ends tonight, shop now, 50% off, 70% off, whatever it was at the time. And it was a simple kind of flyer style email, one click through link saying shop now and off they went. And these emails kind of always exploded in popularity. You know, there was no product placement. There was no pricing. There was none of that. It was just really, really simple, but it was always just that countdown timer. They just did it for people and drove that kind of urgency. So I really enjoyed being involved in those kind of email campaigns as well. Yeah, just straightforward call to action, buy now um, kind of ones, which is great. Um, and in terms of like your work and getting through it, is there any softwares you use that supports a lot of your work? Absolutely. So I think obviously when you're working on content, you're working on on different things like, for example, email marketing. So obviously there's the things like HubSpot and Salesforce and all of those. But from my perspective, I really love project management tools. So the one that I'm a big fan of is ClickUp and I've used that in two different roles before. And for me, I always find that content production is a bit of a machine because it almost works like a production line. There are so many different people involved. You know, someone might be briefing in something that they need. A designer might be picking it up, a videographer, an editor, a copywriter, all sorts of people. And then it's going for sign off for all sorts of different stakeholders. And I feel like having a good project management tool just really simplifies the process. You know, you have Kanban board, people are picking it up and moving it through. Um, and that was something I really leaned on a lot when I was working in Brown Thomas and Islands because we had quite a big content team just within the e-commerce department. Um, there are about eight designers and then four or five editors at any one time. And wow. you really needed to be able to, if someone was out sick or someone was on holidays, you needed to be able to pick up what they were doing, whether you were a designer or you were on the editorial side. So um, that really worked well for us. And just in terms of being able to prioritize work and kind of socialize that around to the rest of the business, this is what we're working on. You know, here's a screenshot of our Kanban board. If there are more deadlines that need to fall in, these are the things that need to fall out and just being able to prioritize things from a bit of a content production side. And um, yeah, I do think that a, a good task management tool, you can never go wrong with that. Really well said. And um, is there any particular areas you look for for insights and new information? Where do you get your new skills from? Absolutely. So I think that obviously upskilling is so important. I work in professional education, so I've seen that from both sides. And, you know, I hear from students all the time how doing this course and whatever it was they did helped them get a new job or develop the skills that they needed to be able to perform their current job. Um, so I think that on one hand, doing courses, uh, whether it is kind of a professional diploma or it's one of the smaller kind of Google or LinkedIn courses, obviously really, really helpful. But I also think that on, in marketing, you learn on the job so much because the way that you talk to different audiences is so different. I mean, 10 years ago, no one, no course and no person could have told me how to build a social media community for a South African breakfast TV show because it had never been done. But it was one of those things that you just had to learn on the job and on the go and pick up those skills as you kind of went along. Um, and I think that a lot of things in marketing, definitely in things like social and in content, 
just happen by trial and error and happen by doing. And I think that, for example, the webinar series that I was talking about, that just kind of came in as an idea. You know, none of us really had any webinar skills. We just developed them on the go. And, you know, we learned as we went. And I think it's also really important that if you're doing things and learning as you go, that you take learnings from those and you can go back and um, kind of develop your your next strategy or your next webinar or your next email using those learnings that you've gotten. Really good advice. And then yourself, is there any areas you're looking and upskilling in right now, a different area maybe? Absolutely. I I think that I'd really like to be a little bit more familiar with things like paid search and paid social. I did a course uh, probably about eight years ago, but it's something that changes so often, you know, with new features and new tools that that become available. And I think that it is a really important part of content, especially on the social side, because I feel like sometimes people don't necessarily want to see an ad on social, but they want to see a really nice bit of content. And if that can be kind of promoted in the right way, I think that's really helpful. And that kind of ties in a little bit to another area that I'd be quite interested in in the future, which is influencer marketing, because I would have done some work with um, kind of bloggers and a bit of PR work in the past. But I think that that's just becoming more and more of a huge focus. And, you know, especially again on social, if someone's watching an Instagram reel, they don't necessarily want to see someone selling something to them, but they want to see someone using it. And, you know, they want to kind of develop their own ideas through that content. Um, so definitely think that um, just kind of social in general, the paid side, and then influence marketing would probably be two areas that I'd be quite interested in um, learning a bit more in the future. Love it. And like, um, it, like, let's talk TikTok for a second. Is that something you're trying to experiment in more? Is, is that one of your focuses? We always have this conversation at work. So um, having worked in professional education for a couple of years now, we always kind of have been tiptoeing around TikTok and saying, is that something that we should be doing? And the decision that we'd made at the time was that in a couple of years time, when the TikTok generation are at that point in their career where they're looking at upskilling and they've been in the workforce for kind of five years or so, we absolutely need to get in front of them. Um, but for the moment, we were quite happy being on things like uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. But I do think that depending on the industry, TikTok is probably the next up and coming thing. So that is definitely a platform that I need to get a bit more familiar with um, for myself. And um, looking at the industry as a whole, is there anything that really excites you that might be coming in the future? Absolutely, just content in general. You know, as I was saying about things like Instagram Reels and, um, you know, just, just social in general, I think that content is becoming more and more prolific because, as I mentioned as well, people don't necessarily want to see advertising exactly, but they want to see all of these kind of, kinds of different forms of content. And I do think that with um, COVID and lockdowns hopefully being behind us for the moment, I think that big events probably will come back in person, but I think hybrid events are going to be really important. So for the past couple of years, we could only run virtual events. We didn't run any in-person events in my previous workplace at all for the years that I was there because of COVID and lockdowns. But I think that 
being able to integrate a digital experience with a physical in-person experience is something that's really going to be up and coming quite soon. And um, it'll be interesting to see how that starts to shape the event side of marketing. And um, obviously, you're familiar with the show, Farah, but we always ask this one to end the show, which is if you could boil up one personality trait that you have yourself that you could pass on to others, what would it be? So I have been thinking about this and it's definitely a tough question to answer, but for myself, I would say that it would be independence because from a personal perspective, I kind of developed that by, you know, moving countries a few times and, and getting experience in, in different parts of the world. But I think that from a work perspective, I'm quite good at just doing something without a lot of fuss around it or, you know, a, there's always that that thing of, a meeting that could have been an email and I'm always just happy to kind of take something and run with it and work on it and you know get get the output and then see kind of how I can adapt it and how I can go back and and um, improve future campaigns and I think that obviously with that always comes a bit of a risk so I will definitely make mistakes I'm sure one day I'll run a webinar that flops and has no attendees um or something along those lines but i think that just kind of the the attitude of getting on with something and doing it is probably my biggest strength um that i would recommend other people try to develop i guess love it farah and that's it if people wanted to get in touch with you how could they touch base with you they can get me on linkedin if you just search for my name farah barry you should find me on linkedin thank you farah thank you everyone for listening 